0: to all my guys gals and non-binary pals of audio and video land as well <sighs> and welcome to the character creation session for neon memories a light-hearted magical 80s rpg actual play podcast and video cast oh i'm so excited to play this game you have no idea i'm so excited to run it i've been waiting for months to do this if you are not aware of who we are, welcome to Vibe Tribe Productions where we play a plethora of TTRPGs because why? Because we don't have lives apparently. But I am the mad lad, the mad genius, the proprietor and founder of this lovely enterprise, Mikey. You can follow me all over the socials at wow. Pop Culture Geek and you can also follow all of us collectively at Vibe Tribe Productions to stay up to date on what exactly is about to go down these next year or so. So this is going to be some good stuff. As always, I'm joined by some amazing players that have agreed to join me in this endeavor. So really quickly, we're going to go around. They're going to introduce themselves to all of you, and then we'll just jump straight into character creation. I'm gonna do something different. We're gonna go backwards this time. So Adolphins is you are first.
1: Hi everybody, I'm Adolfo, the Nerdy Puerto Rican, and I'm here to play some tabletop role-playing games. Let's play some games. Woo!
0: <laughs> That's probably my favorite intro line that you have ever said ever. <laughs> this is so good. But I'm happy to have you here, my friend. All right, next up is going to be the one and only Connor.
2: I am brand new to Tribe Productions for season two. I'm in three different games, and I'm very excited about this one. I I did kickstart it, and I've been wanting to play it since I first heard about it. Yeah, I'm just excited to get started. I have a very small social media footprint. Go ahead and try and find me if you want. But yeah, you can find me here playing games, which is what I want to do. So thanks.
0: We love it. All right. Next to give their little introduction is going to be Damon.
3: Hi, everyone. I'm Damon. Wow. So... I'm also new to Vibe Tribe. This is my first time. This is actually my second game. I have three games I'm playing. If you wish to get in touch with me or find me out there, you can look for DMA Gamer79 on Twitter. I am also a co-host of another podcast called Cubs Out Loud that is not affiliated with Vibe Tribe, but it's my connection to this ragtag group of gamers and fun bunches. I am really excited to do this. I have been looking at this book and I was, I'm super excited about this game. So,
0: yeah, let's do this. Nice. For the first time in Vibe Tribe Productions history, he is the only Christopher to be a part of a game. So I actually get to use his actual first name. So, Chris, you finally get this moment.
4: <laughs> I don't know what to say. Other than the fact that if you do say, Chris, I probably won't answer. Because of being conditioned by the other games so far, but... But, hey, I'll try. So, it's Sutphin, Chris, whichever you prefer. I guess I'm not so much a grizzled veteran of Vibe Tribe, even though, I guess I could, we could say that, since I was last season and this season. But I'm just really excited for not only this, but the other games that we've got going. Because it's just, it's a good, it's a good crew. And it's very helpful. That in
0: 1987 wasn't a bad year. Oh my goodness. I love this. I'm so happy with this crew. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, I always sing his praises because he is joining us from halfway across the world. You know him and love him, Miguel.
5: <laughs> it is your friend. It is your favorite group uncle. And Probably the only one in this gaming group who isn't an 80s kid. I am Dungaree Mike. You can find me over on a lot of the Vibe Tribe Productions things. Most notably, I GM the Death Watch podcast, The Hunt for Glory. And I'm very happy to be here, albeit very tired.
0: It's a good thing that these games are every other week. And as always, my friend, I'm so appreciative that you troop it out with us. And I promise not. See, I can't promise that because that's what I said on the other game and that we took the whole time. But honestly, it shouldn't take that long. Unfortunately, we are missing a player tonight. Our lovely new member to Vibe Tribe as well. So we got some returning peeps and we got some new peeps, which is a good combination Unfortunately, our new player, Martha, could not be here tonight. They had a prior commitment that they had to take care of, but I am super excited to have them join us for the next session when we kick this adventure off proper. Oh, I'm so excited. This is going to be a good time, and I will let them introduce themselves when they come for the next session. Alrighty, with those introductions out of the way, let's get character <laughs> creation started. So, a little bit for the listening and the visual audiences. The ch- game that we're going to be using for Neon Memories is Lighthearted, which is a TTRPG made by Gallant Knight Games Studios. And it's what happens when you mix weird science, the Breakfast Club, a little bit of some magical nonsense. And the ever-so-popular trope of stressing for finals. I'm so excited to try this game out. It's only been out for less than about a year now, so this is still fairly new on the DRPG scene. And when I got it from Kickstarter and read the book over... Though I am a 90s child, I have no actual living experience in the 80s. I do have parents who that was their jam, so I have done my research. I've asked them to help me with a lot of this, so this is going to be a lot of fun. But I am super excited to run Lighthearted and to give it some love because it's such an awesome game, very simple, and the possibilities are endless, so this is going to be a good time. Tonight, the goal of what we're going to be doing is character creation. So to give a little bit of a background to the game, is set in an alternate magical version of the 1980s, and our crew here is going to be playing newly freshmen at a local magical community college. So we're going to be basically we're saved by the bell, but set in a community college. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Um,
1: the eighties was magical enough. I just <laughs> put that out there. I'm sure <laughs> something can attest with me. Yeah.
0: If you couldn't tell already, we have a good mixture of young and vet- vets of
5: the You're game allowed of to life. Say so old, it's fine.
0: <laughs> All right. I'll say I'll probably get, they can tell me later, but we have a good mixture of young and old folks here. So this is going to be a good time.
1: Yeah.
4: I need to go get my cane and my liver peel.
0: Oh, this is such a good cast already. I'm so excited. But, Y'all but, said huh? yes to this. How
1: do I make this work? Am I talking into the thing? Am I looking into uh, the thing? No.
0: Just as a side note, I'm mentally preparing myself because if I think this is going to get as chaotic as it's possibly going to be, I know tomorrow's going to be just as chaotic. <laughs> uh, so stay tuned for that, game okay, when that gets released. A shameless plug for Duskvale Monster of the Week. You go listen to it. It's great. All right. But yes, I'm so excited. This is going to be fun. All right. So character creation. So character creation in Lighthearted is very simple and it's very easy to follow. There are really only one, two, three, four, five, six steps that any player needs to create to their character. And it's very simplistic when it's implemented. So, for my players, if you haven't already, you're going to want to open the PDF if you're able to now. As I explain step number one to our listening audience and for you guys. So, for my players, if you open your lovely PDF, or for those of us that have the book, look at these sexy pages, y'all. Yes! There's nothing like pages in between the fingers. So, for you guys, for my players, Character creation starts on page 46 in the actual book. So making characters and all that stuff, because that's where we're going to start. So for Lighthearted, the way that character creation works is that just like any good 80s movie and TV show and high school in general, the first step in character creation is for our players to pick a clique that they're going to be a part of. So Lighthearted leads heavily into the classic tropes that we see through media, not necessarily playing them as stereotypes, but the generalization of these clicks allows for more nuanced exploration of how to bring these to light. So in Lighthearted, there are a total of six different clicks that our players can pick And then there are certain specialties within each click if they want to go a certain route with that character that they're allowed to pick these subset clicks as well to give it a more narrow focus. So the six clicks in Lighthearted are The Prep, The Jock, The Rebel, The Geek, The Outcast, and because the Kickstarter raised enough money, they added a sixth one, The New Kid, which has been very interesting to read. So the cool thing with lighthearted is because of its simplicity, it does recommend that the players all pick a different click to give a wide range of different interactions that they can have, but it doesn't necessarily require players to do. So if we have two people of the same click, that's always fine, because, again, since it, it is a generalization, they're able to find ways to differentiate from each other. So that way it doesn't necessarily come off the same. So I'm very interested. So that is where we're going to start right now. And I just want to preface to my player saying that if you change your mind after we are done with character creation, you do not have to finalize everything now. We can go over that off camera. And so if you feel that you have a different idea, I'm all for it. It's all good to go. But uh, let's see. I'm going to be a teacher for a moment. Do I have a volunteer who would like to go first or am I going to be pulling sticks? All right, Connor, start us off. Teacher's pet.
2: Yes, very much. I want to preface and say with all my characters, I'm so sorry for what I'm going to do, but I love this system. I've been reading the book a lot and I really enjoy the click system, but I really fell in love with the specialization aspects. So if it's okay with everybody at the table... I would really like to go with the Gearhead, which is a subset of the rebel who's focused all of their anger on society on building and using their machines to create a better life. And I like click for me, no problem. As a mechanic, I fell in love with the idea of playing an eighties mechanic kid. So if you're cool with that, I'd like only, to take the gearhead.
1: Only if your character has a broken down eighty-four Transam.
2: So I had two ideas. I had a nerdy joke, and then I had an even worse joke, and the nerdy joke was a Dodge Warlock, because it's a an RPG, and it's an atrocious, gaudy truck. Or a Subaru Brat, because then we could have a Brat Pack.
1: Uh, and it had the plastic bucket seats
2: uh, in the bed of the truck. It's uh, bad. It's real bad. I
1: will, so, I will accept the Brat. I will accept Okay. The
3: brat.
2: that. I that did some part. research on it. And the brat p- is like obnoxiously I'm so sorry for other gearheads out there, but a brat truck is just why. Just why. There's no reason for it. Gearhead with a brat truck. Yeah? Cool. Works for me. I think
3: that's you.
2: fine. Thanks right. for letting me go first. I appreciate
0: that. I'll write that down. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Who's next? <laughs> Alright, Mikhail, what you got?
5: I've been mulling it over and i i think i'm gonna go with the one that i started fiddling with before we started i'm gonna go with the geek
0: yes
5: probably not the kind of geek that you're used to but nerd enough and outside group enough for it to be interesting
3: i, I feel like it'll work really well I like this idea, this premise of cuz as I'm, as you're talking and I'm looking at you right now I'm kind of like okay I can see that juxtaposition that kind of okay and if you can if you can do the a, a nerdy voice I would die right now.
5: Damon we are playing a role playing game right now. The fact that you don't think that I look like a geek it's actually fairly appalling and I'm hurt. Uh, my therapist will be hearing about this.
3: And I am dead, and I am dead, and now I'm
5: dead. So you're playing a goth then?
3: Oh,
0: this is so beautiful.
5: I was going to go into like a geek, but like in an agriculture way. A kid from kid that just takes the bus in from way out nowhere, love it. goes I to the love community it. college, learn ag. Because nobody has the time to teach them. Yes. They got to get the corn in oh my goodness uh, it will play play well with, with the gearhead as well we can talk about, <laughs> about engines and yeah, what kind of harvester your grandfather <laughs> drove and... very
2: strong <laughs> opinions on diesel
5: versus propane very strong opinions if you want to go with diesel these days you can go do biodiesel <laughs> like I said,
0: strong opinions <laughs> oh I can already oh. sense this is going to be a good time this is going to be good so alrighty oh, man. All right. What about you, Damon? What has cat caught your interest so far? Oh,
3: God. So I'm a, I wrote down a couple of things. I literally wrote down three. I had a sheet of paper and I wrote everything down. And I was like, I think I'm going to have this idea. And I technically have four ideas written down. Surprise, surprise. One has already gone down because it was going to be a geek. But I'm, I was good with that because it was my second or third idea. So I'm actually going to do one of two things and they collide with each other. So bear with me. I was thinking prep, definitely thinking prep. I was also maybe also thinking, because it is in the same vein, The Rising Star. I saw it as I was looking through the book and it hit a lot of buttons for me because if you were a kid of the 80s, there was this wonderful show called star search. And yeah. when you were a little kid or a teenager, or whatever, watching this. show, that was like, I want to be on star search. Cause I want to be like, you get on TV, you can visit act, Maybe you get a contract or what have you. I never knew where everybody went, but it, that, that concept came to me and I was like, that's perfect. I have a character design. I had an idea for a character. And I could potentially lean into the rising star aspect of it. So if that's all right with everyone, the rising star, I think, is what I want to do. If that's all right. <laughs> oh, oh my like- gosh, that is amazing. <laughs> theater kid. Theater theater kid.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so perfect.
3: All righty.
0: Adolfo, what have you got going on? I think I'm just gonna be
1: basic, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Jock.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what. I was. I uh, sorry, insomnia brain. I am. I did grow up in the '80s, and it's funny because growing up, when I was younger, I was quite the outsider slash geek. And then in my high school years, that's when I closeted everything. And became a jock ish in during the '90s, but I remember growing up and watching the jocks and and wanting to be like them. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go with that. That and I watched Top Gun: Maverick last night and watched Top Gun today, and I really want to make a character like Iceman.
0: So, oh, no, <laughs> the best choice. That is excellent. Oh, I can't wait to see what comes of it. All right, Chris, Setfin, whatever you want to be called by tonight. <laughs> Last but not least, what have you got in your little head of yours?
4: <laughs> As I'd always said you, this the time period of this game was I was in seventh grade. So, yeah, 1987, Woo-hoo. There was a part of me that wanted to do a kind of a mix of characters from basically any John Hughes film. But I'm thinking maybe I thought initially a prep like the new kid prep coming in, but then
0: I don't know. That's still so if I may, I think see the cool thing about the new kid is because they are technically the new kid. They're like a blank slate. (laughs) (laughs) They're the, the newest person to this area. They are just the downside is they're starting at the bottom again with the social totem pole, but it's because they are at the bottom. They can easily find their way up and make friends along the way. That's just me. That's honestly, if I was going to play a character, I love the new kid because it speaks to me because I was like, you know what? This was me at a point in time of my little younger life. I was that new kid. And I remember how challenging it was, but also how easy it was to also fit in with everybody. Be a jack of all trades, master of none type of person. Yep.
4: Yeah, because that's and that's where I was. Where the idea was
0: coming from initially. So. Again, this can change. If you like, because I always advocate for player agency. But right for now, would you be cool with the new kid? And then we can change it later if we need to. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. The new kid. Nice. And look at that. We just completed step one of character creation. How easy was that? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All righty. So let's move on to the next part to keep this train rolling. So step two of character creation is my favorite aspect of it, which is the malfunctions. (laughs) So each playbook has a list of malfunctions that our players can pick up. And the malfunctions is basically quintessentially the societal norms and the what society views our characters to. So playing into that trope a little bit. Because we are playing a full campaign, each of you is going to look at your playbook and you are going to pick up three malfunctions. So the malfunctions... Again, they are what society views you as, and they are little quirks that add a little bit of flavor to the game. So for example, I'm just going to use the prep as examples. And what's really cool about these malfunctions, a lot of them are named after either classic phrases and or pop culture references based off is Adolfo. You have a question for the class.
6: Yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Teacher Man, but I'm actually going to go with a bodybuilding jock, yeah. Uh, What page (laughs) are you looking at these (laughs) malfunctions? I'm trying to catch my breath, Hona! Oh, no. Why?
3: So for the jock malfunctions, you're going to go to page 56? Oh, God, that's the bottom. Yeah. Yep,
0: page 56 for the jock malfunctions. And... Actually, since we're on the jocks, let's start with those. So while Adolfo reads over the malfunctions, I will briefly go over the names of these malfunctions because they're too good not to be read. (laughs) So for the jocks, they have four malfunctions that they can choose from. Our players are going to pick three from their playbook. So the jocks malfunctions are jocks will be jocks, but I have practice. (laughs) Big girls don't cry. And jocks date cheerleaders. Damn, this game just leans heavily into the tropes, and I love those. Now, each of these malfunctions will have a mechanical use, which we will get to find more about those during the course of our story. But for the audience, just imagine all the tropiness that jocks pull in movies, TV shows, any type of media, and it's bound to going to happen in this game. It's so good. But yeah so those are the malfunctions that the jocks can pick i hate to put you on the spot adolfo but what are what three malfunctions look pretty good to you
6: you need to give me a moment i do not do reading very well i must read give me one moment
0: most excellent this is Honda what's this one
2: <laughs> I actually have a question I'm yes connor at malfunctions what do you romance in this game is that going to be like a pivotal thing that we're planning for or is it Mm. a from a metagame mechanic standpoint but also from like a theme and choice standpoint how romantic are things gonna get theoretically
0: theoretically speaking i would say i always Offer that avenue for players if that's what they would like in their game. If they want their character to pursue a relationship, I am all here for it. I already got a chance to do that in one of the season one games in Legend of the Five Rings. It turned out very beautiful, but that's because the players were awesome. So it's not a part of me, but that is something I always advocate for. So if that is what your character would like to do, that is fine. As far as the thematics of it, I would say because you guys are in freshman year, probably will the most we'll ever do is probably that initial phase and then maybe a f- first kiss. And then if we go to the next stage, maybe. But it's it's basically like we're at the end of the movie and they finally get their first kiss after all the craziness that has happened and all the events that have transpired But if we want to go beyond that point, we can, but that is something that we talk about and then we plan accordingly. But yeah, so it's more of the, okay, let's make it official now and have your first kiss and start holding hands in public and all that jazz. So talking
2: with crushes and the flirtation aspect is a gameplay thing for us, but beyond that is a see how it goes thing.
6: Yes. Cool. Okay, cool. I have made my decisions. (laughs) <laughs> all my right enough my malfunctions just as i am talking listen while i talk my malfunctions will be jock state cheerleaders big girls do not cry and but i have practice <laughs> yes
0: jock state, ch- jock state cheerleaders big girls don't cry and but I have practice most excellent. As I mentioned, we will get more of these malfunctions as the game progresses. But for the players, this is important for you to note because this may help or hinder you down the future. So it's good to know your material well. All righty. Which one of you go- wants to go next? <laughs> the most dreaded
3: question. Okay, okay, go for it. Sure. Let's check. I did. I'm going to do, since I'm using the rising star, I'm going to do biding my time. And I, since we're going to potentially play with the romance kind of things, I'm going to go with romance Because I, I just, I, one, I like the name. And then two... I think it'll be kind
0: of that's awesome. So biting my time dramatic and showman's, And then the other one, just because the name sounds cool. Center state. <laughs> Alrighty, righty. So biting my time dramatic and showman's. <laughs> Sweet. All righty. Who's next?
2: I will go. So for the
0: gearhead,
2: I'm going to choose tragic backstory because every rebel needs a tragic backstory. Danger Zone, because Archer. And Heart of Chrome, because the poetry of Heart of Chrome is just too much for me. And I'm not (laughs) taking Rainy Day.
0: I will say, it was fun to watch Adolfo just lean back in excitement that there is a malfunction called Danger Zone. Especially after what he recently just shared. Just
6: for for you, Adolfo. (laughs) And for me. I appreciate it, yeah. That That's
0: very nice, dear. All righty. let actually let's go with you, Mikel. So what yeah. were you looking towards for your malfunctions?
5: I have chosen one well, actually pushover and awkward. I don't think that's the voice he's going to do. It'll be something.
3: Nice.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. So a pushover and awkward. awkward. Nice. Oh, that's great. All right, so Sutfin, we have you as the new kid. So what malfunctions are you gonna go with?
4: Who lies in a truth? Nothing's forever. And in honor of my little brother who's 10 years younger than me and got to go see them in concert, hanging tough.
2: Nice.
6: I did not go to that show because I thought I was too cool for it.
5: <laughs> too
0: cool for school.
6: That was the new kid on the block dance, by the way. It was the dance <laughs> they did
3: back in the
0: day. Yeah. I guess that's important, too. That we're going to have to explain it for the kids out here. Oh,
3: God. Don't,
0: listen, Mikhail, don't worry. I'm pushing 30 in a couple months, but I am a child of the 90s. <laughs>
5: I have rewatched. Glow for like <laughs> seven times
0: now, yes!
5: mostly because I'm a wrestling fan. Excellent. Uh, I am. If that show does it any justice, I am vel, I'm I'm well versed.
0: Oh my goodness. I love it. It's so good. All righty. So with malfunctions taken care of, now we jump into strengths. So looking at the same playbooks, you have strengths on the next page of the playbook that you are using, but strengths, whereas malfunctions are the expectations society has for our characters, the strengths are the things that they personally dig deep when, I don't know, they need it. And it's more part of their personality that gives them benefits when it comes to certain situations. So for strengths, you also have a list of four, but you guys are going to pick two from your click. So you only get to pick half the list for this one. And just like the malfunctions, the names that they've got going on for all these are just so beautifully named. So I'm actually going to start backwards. (laughs) So we're going to go with you first set so there are four strengths when it comes to the new kid. The right stuff, party trick, sweet little lies, and that could be me. <laughs> so you get to pick two of them. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but talk it out with me. What are I mean, some so. strengths <laughs> that stick out to you? The That could be me.
4: And then I'm torn between the party trick and sweet little lies. But, and so with the. Uh, would using Party Trick and Two Lies and a Truth for malfunctions cause... Would that contradict each other, or am I just reading too much into that?
0: Let's see. That is an excellent question. Not necessarily. Yeah, so not necessarily.
4: <laughs> okay. Let's do Party Trick and That Could Be Me.
0: Cool. All so Party Trick and That could be me. Yep. Alrighty. Cool. So now continuing to work our way backwards, we're gonna go on to our geek. So Mikel, what strengths were you looking at?
5: I have chosen just the facts. And super nerd.
0: To people. I'm making it a requirement now that you have to use that little jingle every time you use that strength. Oh,
5: kidding. it's gonna happen automatically. We're <laughs> gonna <laughs> be we're gonna be sued by Warner Bros. and DC so fast.
3: Put it in a little minor key that'll make it work,
5: dude. If I was playing an Outcast, that would be my my theme song.
0: Oh my goodness, that is amazing. So. Just the facts and shipper Alrighty. So, Damon, the rising star, what strengths were you looking
3: at? Okay. I wrote two down and I'm not sure if I want them or not, but I I will take one. I know for sure. I want to take triple threat. (laughs) Nice. I guess. The idea of a plus two anytime you cast something, is a fun thing. And then I am. I'm torn between. Dance classes and cattle call.
0: I'm reading the description for cattle call and I'm having a laugh. (laughs) You have an army of extras in your phone book that you can hire to help with the problem. Make a glam roll and see how many you can afford to hire. You literally have an entourage on speed dial. (laughs) That's so
3: great. Yeah, I like that idea. I'm going to go with that one. I think I'm going to go with that one. I think. Oh, nice. The idea of, because, you know, this, the trope falls under kind of the prep. So, you know, they're top tier of the school, they're what have you. So, of course, they have a bunch of underlings that would like gladly do anything for them. I, I just I like that idea. And then oh I'll talk to my the director and put make you maybe make you an extra.
2: <laughs> All juniors in high school clamoring at my, your at your scrap. Right.
3: I'm also reading the way they describe the results is
0: great too. If you get a three or below, it's like too many extras show up and you
3: can't pay. <laughs> now you have an angry flash mob. Oh no. That's
0: hilarious to me. <laughs> That's yeah. That's so good. Awesome. I'm so ready to see that in action. Alright, Connor. What strengths are were you looking at for the gearhead?
2: So I I know I want junk in my trunk because I can't not pick that one with that title.
5: Sorry, I'm having a trunk full you? of
2: illicit goods at any time. What?
5: Sorry, can I ask you what you? you're gonna do with all that junk? <laughs> all the <stuff> <laughs> inside <laughs> your truck.
2: I'm going to share my trunk full of illicit goods with a motor uh, roll. That's nice. what I'm going to do. Because sharing is caring. Uh, so I know I'm going to do junk in the trunk, and then I'm a little torn, but I think I'm going to have to go with magical mechanic, because the ability to magically fix a broken machine sounds too, like, Bonzi smacking the jukebox. Yes! Like, I, just, I can't let go of that opportunity.
3: So I'm going to go with <laughs> Are your, like, you like, you pull out the Nintendo thing and you just like. Blow oh, it yeah, and
2: then yeah, that's exactly it. It's all going to be complete, like totally debunked. And yet somehow it still works fixes. Right. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: So, yeah, those <laughs> are my two choices. I love this. I love this so much. <laughs> so excited. I am so excited. All right. Last, but certainly not least. Adolfo, what strengths have our jock thought of?
6: The only two strengths that I have I can choose from that would fit this character, and that would be athlete and corn fed. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay,
0: so for my players, I'm laughing so hard right now. For my players in the listening audience, to give a little bit of background, the reason I'm laughing so hard is because. My man Adolfo is playing two different versions of what it seems like a different characters. So if you listen to the Academy, Adolfo plays Dagny, our lovable little necromancer wizard, and he talks in a bit of a more high pitched, like more high-fined Austrian accent. And then we're just going full Arnold Schwarzenegger in this one.
3: (laughs) In the chopper, (laughs) yeah, I am channeling all those tropes from the '80s action movies right now. A big part of me, I just feel like there's this, like, pulling a shirt, sweaty montage, just waiting to happen.
6: Oh (laughs) yeah, there will be many sweaty montages, the (laughs) bending of the branches, and the pulling of the carts in snow. Yeah, and standing in front of people and being like, "I must break you."
0: I'm not going to lie. Montages are going to be so much fun in this game because it is said the 80s. What do we do? Montage. About a montage. Montage. All righty. So now with strengths out of the way, this one's going to be very interesting. This one is going to be traits. So when you create a character, now that we have malfunctions and strengths all in line, Now we're actually going to get to the dice assigning portion of character creation. So in Lighthearted, there are six basic stats that our players are going to use. With each said stat, all of these traits start at a D4. But during character creation, our my cast, our players that we're going to listen and watch for all this. They get to choose one stat to increase to a D8, and then they can select two other stats to increase to a D6. So the dice that you assign these stats, the D8 is more than likely going to be assigned to one of the six traits that exemplifies your click. And then D6 is average, D4 is, they're probably not the best at. So, while my players take a look at what dice they want to assign to their traits, I'm going to go over said traits for everyone. So, as I mentioned in Lighthearted, there are six traits that, that encompass the dice rolling mechanics for the game. And anytime a player wants to do something, they are going to roll for one of the following six traits. So, the traits are bod, motor, mental, psych, glam and sway. So to go over these briefly bod refers to clicks strength physique and overall physical health so that encompasses what the bod is. motor refers to a click's speed and dexterity they're how agile they are just flexibleness all that kind of good stuff. mental refers to the... Just general smartness of a character, as well as how much book learning they have done up to this point in life so far. So this is your, of course, book smarts trait. So some characters are going to be better so at it. Some are not so much. Psych refers to a character's self-esteem and mental health. Which is why I was very interested in running Lighthearted, the fact that there is a mechanic for a character's overall self-esteem and their overall well-being, which is something I have yet to see a lot of in a lot of the TTRPGs out there. Which is very, which offers a very interesting, in depth way to play that out with this game. And I'm super excited. But psych refers to an overall character's self esteem and how they view themselves in context of the world, as well as how their overall mental health is doing. Glam refers to the style, attitude, and overall wealth of a character. So the best I can think of is think of like Hillary Banks from The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. She was all about glam, she was all about fashion her attitude was there and of course being the daughter of a lawyer tends to have its benefits but glam refers to the more outward appearance and how a character carries themselves and finally sway refers to the how good a character is in arguments as well as how well versed they are when it comes to persuading others into either helping them doing what they want All that kind of stuff. So Sway is going to be your more social. Now, as I mentioned, all of these traits start at a D4. And during character creation, my players get to pick one of these traits to increase to all the way up to a D8. And then they get to pick two to increase to a D6. And the rest of them will stay at a D4. So for the sake of... Of the character creation, I'm going to go around and I just want to hear what stat each of you gave the D8 and then what two stats you gave the D6 to. So, you know what? I'm going to let the dice gods decide on this one to see who goes first. All righty. So it rolled. I'm so sorry. It rolled a five. So Adolfo, it has chosen you to go first again.
6: That is fine because the D8 goes in bad. That is the D8. It is the most powerful D8. It is so ripped.
0: It is so ripped.
6: To pump you up.
0: So that is where the D8 goes, and then where are your two D6s going?
6: <laughs> I can tell you exactly that, Michael, because I have it written down right here. A D6 goes in motor, a D6 in psych, and everything else is D4. Oh, ah,
0: I'm so excited. Alrighty. So, once again, the Dice Gods. Oh, look at that. It's going to be a four. So, Kana, you are next.
2: Hit me. So, my D8 goes in motor because I feel like as the designated driver, having a good motor skill is probably a good choice. And then the D6 for mental and a D6 for psych because I feel like he is probably pretty introverted. And they want to keep keep their options open and keep or keep their books open. And that's about it. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Alrighty. Next is going to be number one. So, Mikel, our lovable little geek, what have you assigned your D8 to and your D6s?
5: My D8 has gone to mental. And weirdly enough, my D6s have gone to sway and body as a farm boy. That's what happens.
0: all righty so next is going to be a number three so damon what have you got
3: okay so my d8 is going into glam and one of my d6s is going into sway the other d6 i am conflicted on I thought about putting it in psych and I thought about putting it in motor. I'm trying to, I was, I was motor is more cause the triple threat actor acting, singing, acting, dancing, all of that. I figured having that dexterity to use a, another term would be good, but then psych cause it's more to self-esteem it considering top of the food chain kind of thing going, I'm going to let, I'm going to, I'm going to be and let a die roll and make that the decision. So high will be motor. No, one, two, three will be motor. Four, five, six will be psych. Oh, it's a six. So psych will be the six.
0: Nice. All righty. There we go. Very nice. All right. That just leaves you, Setfin. So what have you got?
4: Let's see. D8 is going to go sway. And. Sixes, I'm going to go with mental and psych.
0: Excellent. All righty. Cool. So that takes care of the traits assignment. And then all the other traits that did not get picked are going to be your D4s. So for my players and to the audience as well, in Lighthearted, when a character makes a roll, they're actually going to be rolling two sets of dice. The first set come from their traits, so of the six traits, which one relates to the situation. But an interesting mechanic of Lighthearted is the second set of dice they are going to roll, which is the emotional state that the character is in the given situation. So with your traits, the dice you assigned them, those are static unless you advance in which you can change them up later. But for the most part, they stay static. So whatever die you gave those traits is what they're going to stay at for a good portion of the campaign. However, the emotional state mechanic is very interesting because at the beginning of each scene, the players will decide what kind of emotional state that their character is in. And because this game is drenched in the neon colors of rainbows, (laughs) each emotional state is represented by a different color. So when a character starts a scene, the player picks what emotional state they are in. And the interesting thing is that it changes between each scene, just like how a regular person goes through various emotions throughout the day as a response to different environments, stimuli, situations that come across to them, which is why I really wanted to run this, too, because it'd be interesting. So in a given scene, whatever your character's current emotional state, it's going to be given a D8. Then the two emotions on the either side of the emotional state spectrum will get a D6 and then the rest of the emotions are a D4. And the interesting thing is with the emotional spectrum, here, it will always slide, so the way that those dice are allocated will always change from scene to scene. So on my player's part for character creation, there's nothing really for this particular step that you need to do right now. The emotional state comes more when we do actual sessions, but to give you a brief overview of the emotional states. the Following Roy G. Biv, which is a term that has a forever been ingrained into my brain. The colors are in order as in the colors of the rainbow. And they are as follows as red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. So the colors of the rainbow. And to give a brief description. So if a character is in the red emotional state, that means that they are hot, wrathful, passionate. So different emotional states that coincide with the color red orange in this game represents them be more aggressive and vigilant in a situation yellow is joyous and optimistic green is peaceful and trusting and is at the center of the emotional spectrum and also just as a side note the designers of this game did a really good job of describing everything because green is usually referred to as the more peaceful color and is that when a person is at their most zen is in the green state. Blue is when a character is confused, surprised, or scared. Indigo is very interesting because it represents when a character is remorseful or if they're feeling sad. So if a character feels and Is in their feels. Indigo is probably what they're feeling. And then Violet, on the opposite end, where Red was wrathful and passionate, Violet is cold, disgusted, and bored. So that nonchalant attitude of certain things. Now, when we start our actual section in the next episode, we will actually put these emotional state mechanics into action alongside our trait rolls. So when characters roll... They roll the trait and the emotional state together, and then we can figure out what the result of all that is. All right, gentlemen, I told you that character creation was going to be easy because now we're on to the final step, at least on camera and recording, because then you're going to do the last part on your own. So I'm going to give you some homework for that one. But. Now we get into the probably one of my favorite bits of this game, which is a bond. So, in Lighthearted, even though these characters are technically adults, they are young adults at that. They have just exited in our high school and they're now just starting their lives as young adults. And as we all have experienced in one point of our lives when we were that age, just fresh out of high school, we're trying to navigate the world with who we are to figure out what path to take, who we want to be as a person, all that good stuff. And the cool thing in lighthearted is that each character gets a bond. So a bond mechanically works as a secondary character. So basically an NPC for me to play, but the bond is for when a character is going through it, they can always turn to their bond to give them advice, to help them relax. And to always be that one person that no matter what problems come and if everything goes pear shaped. That bond will always be there. So now this is going to this is going to be the more detailed portion, because each of you with your character concept, you are going to pick and create a bond for your character. So when you create a bond, this character can be an anchor for your character. So the person that will keep them grounded, they could be a best BFF. So a best friend forever. It could be in certain cases, it could be another criminal. It could be a lover. It could be a mentor figure. It could be somebody you hold on a pedestal. There is no limit to what you can create And leaning into your tropes, there are also a plethora of options (laughs) that you can pick, especially leaning into your click. Okay, so I'm actually going to give you all about a minute or two to at least think about the initial one so we don't have to get into super detail right now. Part of your homework would be to give you a more extensive background of it. But for character creation, I just need to know the type of relationship you have with your bond, and just a brief first name and a brief description of who they are, their personality, yada, yada, yada. So I'll give you guys about a minute or two, and then the Dice Gods will decide who goes first. <laughs> While you think about that, I am going to quickly take a little bio break, so have at ye.
5: <laughs> so ties aren't other player characters. They're NPCs.
3: So ties are with other player characters. Bonds are a uh, an NPC that you're ultimately making that is connected to your character. All right.
2: And I think the ties that are listed on the click pages, those are the ones that we do or those are between us, right? Not the NPCs.
3: Okay. Yeah. Ties will be if I watched a like a session zero of another. A campaign that was online and ties essentially are we're going to be asking each other or saying things we want and then someone can jump in depending on how we want to play it or how it's going to happen but I think that may be part cool. of the homework Got you.
2: Okay. I could have swore that there was a page in the book going over the tie stuff or the bond stuff
3: yes 49 thank you you're welcome so fyi i will do this now and i'll say this now i used to, I. one of my traits in school was always like i can flip to pages really quickly and find the numbers ah. i don't know why or how but oh here it is and this is it and over here it's and, magic uh, it was something
2: clearly magic it is definitely magic <laughs>
3: It's helped
1: my character creation that uh, I have Sirius XM and they have a, a radio station called First Wave, which is all 80s new wave music. So I've just been listening oh. to that all character
3: creation long and it's been. Oh, great. excellent. God. I have. Oh, yes, I have. My friend, I've ridden in his car and he is, he has Sirius XM and I, I think I remember that.
1: Yeah, it's good. I, uh, I listen to it more often than not. Because <laughs> it's so another interesting tidbit about me and my life. I am the youngest of, I'm the youngest of four. I have two older brothers and an older sister. My, the age difference between me and the next youngest brother is 10 years. So while I was, while well, I grew up as a kid in the 80s, they were teenagers going into college in the 80s. So my sister, I remember vividly, she loved new wave. It was actually really interesting. I had like, my brothers and my sister were so different archetypes. It was fantastic. So, so, my sister was definitely like the geek, right? It was like she was book smart. She when she went to when she went to college, she she majored in comparative Russian language and literature, right? And she's like fluent in like five languages, but she loved listening to new wave. And I just remember so vividly. When we would drive her to college, that's walking into her like dorm room area. It was just that's all that played was new wave. And then my oldest brother, he was definitely a prep, right? Except he was a band prep and he would listen to Joe Jackson and like all that music. And then my other brother, he was a straight up just like metalhead. So, like, he would listen to Dio and and Ozzy Osbourne and all that. Wow. It's,
3: yeah, It's funny. I have two older brothers, and they are seven years older than me. And then I had, she passed away, but I had a younger sister, but she was only three years younger than me. So we grew up together. So I, if we're using 87 as the launch point of this game, I was eight. <laughs> That's where, so I don't, I'm not a, I'm a child of the 80s but I'm a child of the eighties, the cartoons and the serials and the commercialism. Yeah. That's me. The music, but I didn't really personally get into music until the nineties. And when you have, it was weird. So we, our family moved to, we moved to the suburb, a suburb of a bigger city. And the fun part about it was there was someone there in the neighborhood for everybody. So my brothers had kids their age. I had kids my age. My sister had kids her age. So we all, and it just all worked out for everyone. And, but at the same time, none of us went to the same schools. <laughs> so I had friends in the neighborhood, but not friends that I was in school with
0: interesting on a side tangent to go off what has been said so far between you david and you and Dolph Alms, this game is going to be so much fun because you get to pull from the time period and just so many pop culture moments that we can pull from that's going to be amazing and just as a little side note too when i pre-ordered one of the stretch goals was they actually made a scene deck with different scenarios you can put in the game, and they actually have a soundtrack you can use for each of the scenes to play in the background. Okay. So, later I'll right. pull that up for anybody who wants. I'll put a link if you want to get the physical book and the cards. It's great. Oh. All righty. So, I have decided by the Dice Gods. So now we're going to go through quickly through Bonds, and the Dice Gods have decided to pick you, Sutfin, as our first person. <laughs> So really quickly for your bond, you can just tell me what kind of relationship you have with them. So are they an anchor to keep you grounded a friend? Like it can be anything as well as their name and a bit about their personality. So to speak, because I will be playing all these bonds at some point. So this is <laughs> going to be helpful to prepare. <laughs>
4: Okay, so one question I have with that, because I'm I'm apparently the question guy, but since I am coming at this as the new kid, would, if I did the bonds as VFF or whichever, would that be, would that be an NPC that is not amongst the same group in the setting that we're in now? Would that be like... my my best friend from the last place I lived kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And actually that's a good question. And that's what I was thinking along the line, since you are the new kid, since you are starting brand new in this area, your bond, there are a couple of things. Your bond could be somebody who is in your immediate family. So parent, or if you, if your character has a sibling, they could be, but I also really love the best friend from my like where yeah. I last was at we call them be like I need your help hold up a way drives over there
1: <laughs> yeah
4: that's i think that would be cuz it not only with that i think it would be good as some of the other traits that i've as the, the two lies and a truth so i can say my my best friend who is now a lawyer Whatever I can just I can just make stuff up and go along as it, kind of thing. So I think I may do that.
0: Awesome. Alrighty. So with your
4: yeah, as the BFF.
0: Cool. So we got a BFF. So now the fun part. What's their name? Oh, so
4: let's say as a true '80s name, say Chet.
0: Yes. (laughs) All right, Chet. Yeah. All right, so...
4: Best friend, Chet.
0: Yep. And what's Chet's... A brief description of their personality. What is Chet like?
4: Chet is... Texts are blowing up. So Chet is just the... I'm going to say Chet was the... And if we're going off base from the previous years of the friendships that were created before we got to the community, or out, out of high school let's say the not so much the slacker type but just the the one that just barely got by even though he was able to do whatever he wanted he just didn't apply himself kind of thing he was the c student that could have got straight a's and went to wherever he wanted to go and do whatever but just didn't really just wasn't interested And I may or may not be borrowing some of this from real life experiences. (laughs)
0: Listen, just saying saying. (laughs) based on a
3: true
4: story,
0: yes.
4: (laughs) Names have been changed to protect the guilty.
0: I will say as a DM, I've and as a player myself, I find that some of the more memorable characters that I played or have ran games for tend to inject a little bit of that realism from their actual lives some of the characters I've enjoyed playing as are ones that have a little bit of my real personality in them because they allow me to use them as an avenue to explore the different nuances that could be. Yeah. Alright, so we got the BFF from home named <laughs> Chet. Home, named Chet. <laughs> oh my gosh, and so now I just gotta now I just gotta, my home, like you guys will have homework, my homework will be how am I going to play these characters? I get to play everybody else. Uh, that's Oof. that's gonna be fun alrighty so next up is going to be Damon Damon what type of bond do you have for your rising star
3: given that they're a rising star the one that popped into my head as I was looking through them was the pedestal so someone that I'm essentially rising to become is the kind of idea so I've given them a name. Her name is Alexis. I gave her a full name actually. I wrote it down. So I did Alexis Michelle Saint John. Is like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I went, Good name. I, you, I, you said we said '80s, and I was like, that is so fucking '80s. I don't even believe it. So Alexis Michelle Saint John. She is the. So we're freshmen. So she will be the quote unquote success story that I know. So when I when she was the one that, like a maybe a year or two older, went on, mate, got the big break, or has gotten the big break. Okay, actually we'll call this. She's fallen because she's back home, but or maybe she's close by. Actually, we'll do that. So she got the big break. She's been, she's done like tv and their commercials and she's maybe had a minor role in i'm of to type of an 80s, an 80s TV. oh gosh i don't want to say days of God. our lives oh yeah so like a minor role like on days of our lives santa and barbara if you- <laughs> so she's, she's the one that has gotten some things gotten the big break and is but still is humble So you've got that friendly person, but I like the idea of the pedestal being the someone that I would drop everything for, (laughs) because to to me, it feels, yeah, if Alexis gave me a call or reached out to me and said, oh, darling, I need something for this. I'm in town and I need to, I need someone to bring me something. You would do it because I know that she has the connection.
0: I love that description. I'm so excited to give that a personality. It's one of my favorite archetypes to play. It's going to be really good. Accents may be thrown all over the place, but it's going to be a good time.
3: (laughs) Which is funny because we're from the same place. She picked it up in Hollywood. That's what it is, yes. Yeah. that's the trope I was
0: going with. I forgot who it was, but it's like that one character. Every time Alexis is like a different, she's either doing something like a commercial or something in a different outfit with a different voice. It's just so fun. Oh, this is going to be great. Alrighty, Adolfo, the dice gods have decided you go third. So let's go with, you. let's go over your bond. So what kind of bond are you going with?
6: Yeah. I, my character—he's going to have a mentor bond with his grandfather Wolfgang. Yeah, he will be my opa.
0: Wolfgang—that is, ah, oh, that is glorious. Alrighty, so mentor Wolfgang, and then what? Give me a little bit about Wolfgang's personality.
6: <laughs> Wolfgang is a very pumped and jacked Austrian that came to the United States. Probably sometimes in the 1960s. He's as big as a barn. Yeah. Because he would toss hay and break rocks with his head. Yeah. in his head. I'm so
1: sorry.
6: (laughs) You all knew what you signed up for. You,
0: Yeah, let's get your thoughts real quick. You are next, but let's get your thoughts on this first.
5: Breaking news. Local Puerto Rican actor mysteriously found in in Austrian beer house. Nothing more to add. Back to you, John. I am gonna use the bond anchor and in this case, my my character's anchor is Gab O'Sullivan, they them. they wouldn't even be in college if it weren't for my character and might need more help.
0: And then a little bit about their personality. They're old friends
5: with my, like, known since at least high school, probably before. And they're very messy. Oh, so. Hey, I dropped my school bag. Can I copy your homework? We're not (laughs) in the same class, Gab. That's all right. My my teachers don't notice. Please.
3: Oh, no.
5: I'll go with you to the... Teacher's office. Get your new homework.
0: Thanks.
5: You're the best.
0: I'm <laughs> um, So uh, now I'm going to incorporate that ever pitching. <laughs> oh my goodness. Alrighty. Alright. So that just leaves you, Connor. <laughs>
2: okay. Again, so sorry, Mikey. But I'm going to go with lover, and their name is going to be Carrie. We'll go with Carrie.
0: With C A R
2: I E, I think. I think that's cool. pretty 80s As a 90s child, I do not know for sure, but <laughs> I would say it's an I-E. The, whole, the thing that I like about the lover option in the book is the put them in control of a social situation. I think that makes me think that it's two different social classes. So I think they would be in a very different clique, And between Carrie and my character, there's probably a complicated past, and I would say, I would say a a secret romance. I think, I think that's interesting. So I don't think anyone else knows. I think they've been friends for a long time, but they are together clearly, but not openly. And I, I want that drama. Is what I want. So beyond that, yeah, I think, yeah, no, that's, yeah. And it could be an extra person on Carrie's side who doesn't know, or I, I don't know. I'll leave that up to you slash us, but I think a secret lover <laughs> is needed in this story.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so then, just to help me out, Oh man, what? give me a little bit of Carrie's personality. <laughs>
2: I think that Carrie is a caring person, because that's an awful thing to say out loud. And I think they, I think they're very studious, and I think they're very, like, effortlessly popular, and social, and like... In, like, stark contrast to the introvert that I want to throw into the game, I think they're very, I think Gary is very much a social butterfly and very much often everybody knows everyone and can easily float from place to place without needing, like, introductions or anything. But at that same time needs that. I think the relationship for me, it would be needs the reality of my character from the past. But yeah, yeah. I think that's complicated and weird, and I like.
0: It. Ooh, this is gonna get uh, I'm so excited. If you can't already tell, I live for the drama. <laughs> All about the drama. <laughs> is, is it me? Am I the drama? Yes, I am. <laughs>
2: Hi, it's me. I'm the problem.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness! Alrighty, gentlemen. So with that. That concludes at least the on character create character creation for Lighthearted. I kid you not. I listen for the audience out there, when I say this character creation system is easy, I'm not joking. This is probably one of the easiest character creations I have ever come across, but because it is so easy, it leaves so much more opportunity for my players to explore those nuances and add depth to their character which Not a lot of TTRPGs out there tend to keep in mind when it comes to that, but I'm super excited. So before we sign off, my players, you do have a little bit of homework over the next two weeks. So thankfully, you have some time for this. You're going to finish the last step of character creation, which is defining who your character is. So what kind of culture do they come from? What are their pronouns? Because in Lighthearted, it is very, it keeps in mind the nuances of when this game is being played. So characters will get to choose their pronouns, which I think is an amazing thing to do. You will also pick out a style for your character. So going through the character creation book, you can pick their style, like how they dress, what's their aesthetic that they're going for. What kind of coping skills that they use in order to relieve stress, which is gonna be an important factor in this game. Grade, you don't have to worry too much because you are all gonna be freshmen, so everybody's gonna be in the same grade. And then one of the interesting things is because you are going to community college, everyone is going to pick a class that they are going to attend. So I was like, I wasn't kidding when I said there may or may not be finals that cause stress to these characters. So that's one of the more interesting aspects of Lighthearted because it's set in a magical community college. They are, our characters are going to go in class so I'm super excited to play out the wacky professors <laughs> that they're going to encounter, as well as some of the people that are on the campus. But that is what you're going to do over the next two weeks. And obviously, if you all have questions, feel free to reach out to me. We'll go over them. You have a copy of the book, so at your leisure, you can. I also recommend to my players, if you can afford to, because I know everyone's situation is different, I. Do recommend to buy the physical copy because me personally, I'm very analog. I love feeling the pages in between. But we always want to buy the physical copies and anything from our lovely publisher at Gallant Night Games because we want to support our small creators and our gaming studios out there and spread the word. Adolfo, do you have a question for the class?
1: actually do, because this is a new new system for me, and I'm sure for those in podcast and VOD land, this is a new system. So I'm reading over the styles, and, and in the book, I see that they have hair, face threads, but then they have glamours. So my question is, in this setting, is everyone humanoid, and then they, ha- they can have like a some distinguishing thing like fairy wings or something like that? Or is this kind of like a monster high type setting?
0: The answer is yes, <laughs> no. But so the cool thing with lighthearted and if you take a look through the book, you can see all types of art. But because this is a set in an alternate magical universe of the 80s, a lot of the pretty much all of these characters are humanoid. But They are humanoid where some of them can be vampires. Some of them are little pixies and fairies flying about literally any type of humanoid magical creature that you can think of pretty much exists. So again, because we know the eighties was a very interesting period where there was a lot of it. So essentially, yes, it's like breakfast club with monster high with, Oh, anything you can think of. So any humanoid magical creature is in this universe. I guess the best description is I would love to learn more about the world. But more recently, Wednesday on Netflix, the school has the four different types of humanoid creatures that are at the school. Your Gorgons, the Sirens, the vampires, the werewolves, and then, you know, your regular human beings and things like that. So think of that, but apply it to a grander scale and set in a community college. There's literally in the scene deck, there is different things. There's a vampire biker gang that may or may not show up now. There are some werewolves who party too hard. There's even an opportunity, like if you go to the local arcade too, there's just like literally there are Tron people inside living in these games and things like that. So the possibilities are endless, is what I'm saying. Excellent. And who? Oh, I had a horrible idea, but we'll talk later because I'm like, with your jock, I'm just imagining him as Frankie from Hotel Transylvania. (laughs) He's like a Frankenstein monster. (laughs) Fire bad. But yes. So essentially, that is your guys' homework over the next two weeks to finish out your characters. And then, of course, if there's anything you'd like to change or need clarification on, you guys always can reach out to me and I'd be happy to help. But... While wow, that's all going to be taken care of off camera, to the listening and viewing audience, that is gonna conclude the character creation for Neon Memories. When we come back for the next episode, we will actually jump straight into the action where we're gonna have a end-of-summer house party for our players before they leave for community college. It is supposedly rumored to be the largest party of the year. And they have all finally made their way to attend said party. But what will go down at this house party? You're going to have to tune into the next episode to find all that out. This has been Mikey and for my lovely players and to you, the listening audience, thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to take care of each other, love one another, and as always, from all of us here at Vibe Tribe Productions, remember to keep those good times rolling. Until the next episode of Neon Memories, we'll catch you on the flip side. Later, losers! <laughs> this has been a Vibe Tribe production. Remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, keep those good times rolling. We'll see you next time.